Hello everyone, greetings from Escazú, Costa Rica. This is the Golden Astrologer Podcast and I am Deb McBride. Welcome, welcome. This is a beautiful afternoon in Escazú and today is Sunday, the 6th of August in the year 2023. So I want to ask you something as we go into this new week. Now we're in August. Now we have most of the year. We are past the midpoint of the year and we have less ahead of us than we have behind us, do you ever ask yourself why you're not further along where you want to be in your life goals? Do you ever think that you would be in a very different place now than where you expected to be at this point in your life? I hear people say this all the time. I hear friends say it. I hear clients say it. I heard it this morning in a lecture I gave. Someone was talking about this is not where I thought I would be. And What that says to me, it sounds like if it's not where you want to be, then you are probably not happy the way you're seeing your life unfold in front of you or how your destiny is unfolding. And you are following your path. You think you're following your path. And you're like, why am I not where I thought I'd be? Why am I not where I expected to be? Because that's a very mental process. Expecting something, okay, then I expect by this year I should be here. And that's a very thoughtful mental process. It doesn't allow for the reality of our psyche, our emotions, our our sensitivities to things. It doesn't allow for life events to come and happen. Things happen that we don't expect. Um, And we have control over most of what we encounter in our lives. We have control over ourselves. We don't have a control over what the weather is going to do if a hurricane comes into our town. But we have control over what we are experiencing emotionally, how we react to experiences, and how we can shift and change mindset. Now, mindset is really something that we want to work on and open our mind and clear anything that is stopping us from getting to where we want to be and meeting those goals and you know the expectation of wanting or at least desiring to be in a certain place in our lives and how we can have control and make that happen. If we aren't conscious every day of how we're handling that, we aren't going to get to where we, we want to be. If we're not taking actionable steps towards meeting those goals, maybe we don't know what they're supposed to be. Maybe we don't know what those actionable steps are. So this is what keeps us in our same loop on a regular basis. So this is one of the things that we look at during Venus and Mercury retrograde. We start to look at money and we start to look at love and self-love and relationships and you know, our mental capacity during Mercury retrograde, that'll happen later this month. But as you know, I'm starting an immersion this week, and I just want to uh, announce that again, that on the 8th, we're starting at the Lion's Gate on Tuesday, uh, I'm having an immersion that's going to go for five weeks every Tuesday, and it's called Harmonizing Prosperity, Sinking Heart, Soul, and Wallet. And in this five-week immersion, I plan to work with you, guide you step-by-step to uncover and release any obstacles that are in your financial world, in your relationship world, your career that spells financial world, um, preventing you from being where you want to be and where you thought you should be. And 
my whole goal in this is to help anyone who attends to overcome obstacles that hinder your relationships with both money and love. And we want to be liberated from that. We want to have a sense of freedom. And freedom is really important to most of us. And these are the things we're going to examine and clear and release. And old beliefs, old habits, everything, we're going to go through this. And this is great to do during Venus retrograde, which only happens once every year and a half. And when this happens, we really want to look at the money things and the relationship things and how we feel about love and how we feel about loving ourselves. But these things I talk about all the time when Venus goes retrograde. Every Venus retrograde, if you've been listening to me a long time, you're going to hear me talk about, well, it's time to go over this and that. And But now I'm going to actually step-by-step step walk you through these things. So if you'd like to join me, you can book it through my website, thegoldenastrologer.com, click on book online and you'll get right to the offerings. Or you could DM me in Instagram, the golden astrologer, or you can write to me, go, um, info at thegoldenastrologer.com or deb at debmcbride.com and say, hey, look, I want to join. And it's $2.97 for five weeks, chock full of information and working through our stuff step by step with my guidance. I have done this many times in my life and I've worked with clients for over 35 years and this time it's going to be more intensive. I'm realizing, you know, with Mercury and Mars in Virgo, I'm realizing how specific we need to be. And I'm going to talk about that today too. We really need to get into the specifics and the details of what we do and how we need to do it and go deep with that. Because the more specific, you know, more specific your goals, more specific your um, desires for your life, the universe loves clarity. Okay, so we want to get specific and clear on what those are. So please join me and it's going to be fun. I'm excited and I welcome all of you to my immersion. All are welcome. Meanwhile, I do have a Venus retrograde story. We are in Venus retrograde, as you know. We're going to be in Venus retrograde till early September. And yesterday I was standing in my entranceway and receiving a package for someone that lived here that moved that's moved away and is coming back for a short amount of time in October. And my neighbor, my Capricorn neighbor, remember my Capricorn neighbor? Well, he comes along to where I am at the front door and he's exasperated. And he comes in and he's like, ah. And I said, what's the matter? Hi. And he's, he's only like about 34 years old or so. And so he's going to a lot of weddings. And every time I talk to him, he's going to another wedding. He went to a wedding in Mexico. He's going to a wedding here, there. So many weddings for this guy who just went to a wedding in February. But he's at the age that his friends are all getting married. So he was going to this wedding and he said the Uber could not find it. He couldn't find the wedding. <laughs> Huh. And I just think this is so Venus retrograde. Like I can't, it's in Leo. I can't find the party. I can't find the party. He was driving around for an hour and a half in the Uber trying to get to this wedding. He was exasperated. He was exhausted. He was perspired because it hasn't rained here again. <laughs> and he was just 
like fed up and he went in his house and he was just like exhausted and he said i'm just gonna stay here i'm gonna relax and if the bride texts me could you imagine this is how we talk now if the bride texts me she's like getting married she, her phone should be like off somewhere she, she's not even looking at it but she texts if she texts me he said i will tell her that i couldn't get there so about an hour later he comes out and he's like the bride texted me. I told her what I did, and she said I was in the opposite direction. <laughs> Meanwhile, I said to him, you have friends that are getting married during Venus retrograde? And he says, oh. <laughs> so he's exasperated from trying to find the wedding. I thought that was so Venus retrograde. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe your friends are getting. And, you know, I'm like in my right mind. I'm not running around exasperated. I'm standing here very grounded thinking about Venus retrograde because that's what I do. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're getting married during Venus retrograde. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> this is the one of the don'ts. This is one of the astrological don'ts. We don't recommend getting married during Venus retrograde. So it's. You know, I can't control what other people do, and I'm not going to try. So, you know, I just, if someone comes and asks my opinion, I tell them. But if they're not doing that, I just have to say, oh, as an observation like I did yesterday. Anyway, so that's my, that's my Venus retrograde story. But what really, really got me was that he couldn't find the party. He couldn't get to the party. He couldn't get to the wedding. He missed the whole ceremony. I said, that's okay. You went to the reception. That's better. So he says, but I like when they say I do. I like to hear I do. I said, that's your Libra moon. And he does have a Libra moon. So... Okay, so now, speaking of Venus retrograde, Venus this week is going to square Uranus. Now, remember what I said at the beginning of this. She's going to square Uranus, and this is going to be the second square to Uranus in this journey. The first one was the 2nd of July, and she is on some sort of journey, some sort of experience with the planet Uranus and that being technology, that being the future, that being uh, the unexpected, the brilliant, the genius, the chaos, the unusual, the unconventional. So there are unconventional relationships going on here. And she will do this on Wednesday the 9th at 7.08 a.m. Eastern Time. And this is where, you know, we start to see the story unfold. Now, go back to July 2nd and look at what you had happening around that time and what gave you some pause or what gave you some intuition or what events might have happened around that time that would give you any sort of indication of the story that's unfolding. Okay, remember she's squaring Uranus, she's squaring Jupiter. She's not going to do Jupiter for a while, but she's got she's got that this week. Right now, as I'm speaking, she's at 24 degrees. She'll go back to the 22 degrees where Uranus is, and Uranus will actually probably be at 23 by then, and we are experiencing that second square. Pay attention. The other thing that Venus is doing, and this is very important and this is one of the points of the retrograde she conjuncts the sun next sunday the 13th now we always think oh venus sun this is really lovely oh how beautiful and right now the sunset is starting and it's it's really a very lovely peachy pink with the blue in the sky and here we are with the sun and we love the sun right and venus and the sun 
are getting together next Sunday. Now, every Venus retrograde that happens, she goes back and the sun comes forward and they meet. And this is known as, first of all, a conjunction, but it's also the interior or what's known as the inferior conjunction because she is between Earth and the sun. And she is making the Venus star point, okay? This Venus star point is because Venus in her orbit will make a five-pointed star with all the retrograde points of her conjunction with the sun. And she makes this five-pointed star over the course of eight years. So what happened was there was this Venus star point in 2015, the last time Venus and the sun conjunct in Leo when she was retrograde. So there was the last Venus retrograde was it started in Virgo and then it went into Leo. And that's where Venus um, conjunct the sun as she will next Sunday, the 13th. And she makes, uh, she made a point of the star. Now, since then she has connected with the sun in retrograde um, four more times after that to make the five pointed star. And now this one, we start a whole new cycle of Leo all over again when she makes that conjunction next Sunday. Now, what's really beautiful is that Venus in her orbit, if you, if you map it out over the years, over many, many years, if you were to map it out and there are mapping programs and you, are, you can see it online if you type in Venus star point or Venus pattern in the sky, over many years, she will make a five-petaled flower. It is magnificent. It is this incredible thing that we weren't able to do and see before we had computers do this for us. Okay, so I suggest you go look online, type in Venus Orbit Five-Petaled Flower, and you will see and probably pull up a number of articles about how Venus makes this beautiful uh, image as she is in her transits over, over many, many years. So absolutely gorgeous and uh, this to me is the goddess, the beauty, the archetype, the mythology, all of it rolled into one. Venus makes a flower. Oh my God. And you don't even have to get into, you don't have to get into astrology. All you have to do is start looking at the image from an astronomical place. And you can see that there is this incredible relationship between Venus and the sun and you start, then you start to think about all these mythological stories. And she's the goddess of beauty and the goddess of love. And it's a sacred geometry pattern. Wow. Your mind will be blown. Go see it. Okay. Now, that is, the, that is another important point in this retrograde. So, and, and, Venus is an evening star right now. She's very bright. She's close to the Earth. But after next Sunday, the 13th, she will go into the nether regions of the heavens. We won't see her. And then she will emerge as a morning star. And this is the point of the retrograde. This is what happens. She descends, goes into the underworld, comes out, and emerges as a morning star. So if you want to see Venus in the evening, you have to do it in the next week, okay? Otherwise, you can get up in the morning and you might see a pretty star in the sky if you get up near sunrise. That is one of the spectacular moments of this week. So Venus is very busy this week between squaring Uranus and conjuncting the sun. Very important. In the meantime, 
we have today the sun is squaring Jupiter. So it is sort of following where Venus went because the sun is in Leo. And the sun will, is squaring Jupiter today. And actually, I think it's about now. Um, yeah, it's about now that I'm recording this. 8.03 p.m. Eastern time, which is, you know, 6.03 my time, which is about now. And this is really a, an expansion, asking you to expand. Now, expansion, and I'm an expansion mentor, you'll remember, expansion is wonderful. We love expansion, don't we? It allows us to bring new things into our field, into our life, into our consciousness. Expansion is wonderful. Jupiter does all those good things. However, expansion is something that stretches us, and it is something that we need to pay attention to, because if you think, why am I, why is this happening to me, and why do I feel like this right now, and why do I feel like I'm really being pushed to my limits, that's the sun squaring Jupiter. Our vitality is pushed to the limits. I've been working a whole lot because I'm promoting this event that I'm starting on Tuesday and I've got other things that are irons in the fire and I've got busyness and in all of my work and so there's there's been a lot of busy and so I'm being stretched I'm having to work a lot and it's not something that you expect from Jupiter you're like Jupiter the sun it's going to be great it's going to be ex expansive my mind is going to be open yeah your mind is going to be open but Jupiter is in a fixed sign and so is the sun right now they're both in fixed signs and this one is not comfortable because we're being asked to come out of being so fixed and stubborn but I thought I knew what I was doing I know what I'm doing leave me alone etc etc why do I need to do this but there's this nagging feeling and I have felt it this nagging feeling that we have to keep pushing and opening okay pushing opening realizing and this is where we are right now this is the openness that we have to expand into and the places we have to accept about ourselves it's more self-knowledge because that's always Jupiter but it's also about not being stuck in the same place Okay, and that, again, goes back to what I said about you're not as far as you want to be. If you don't want to be where you are and you want to go further, you have to stretch yourself. We all have to stretch ourselves. And we don't do it doing the same old thing, you know. it Life challenges us and we have to, you know, step up to the challenge. It's good when you can initiate the challenge, know you need to do it, and, you know, push the walls out with your hands so that you can expand and stretch your life. And that's involved in patience, that um, it's involved in holding energy. You know, you have to put it out there and hold the energy and not go, ah, that's not working. Ah, I tried it, it doesn't work. No, fixed signs, oof, fixed signs don't want to expand. Fixed signs want to stay put and stay exactly the way they were. And Taurus, Jupiter's in Taurus, doesn't like change, okay? And Jupiter in Taurus really gets Tauruses moving and opening and realizing and expanding and all of us fixed signs, but all of us in general, because right now we're under that sun, Jupiter. And the sun is our vitality. Our, it's where we can uh, open and appreciate that experience of expanding our vitality. And I do feel that this has been a nagging, a nagging planetary arrangement that's happening right now and you would think oh but it's Jupiter Deb it's amazing yeah it's, it is amazing but it's also 
asking us to do the uncomfortable things. Uncomfortable action, uncomfortable motion, uncomfortable uh, stretching, stretching our consciousness, stretching ourselves, stretching to a place that is unfamiliar. But that's Jupiter's job, right? So we have to go with it and we just have to keep allowing ourselves to stretch. Tuesday, the moon will be in Taurus. It actually enters Taurus tomorrow in the wee hours of the night, um, 2.25 a.m. Eastern time. And that's actually um, 11.25 p.m. tonight if you're in the Pacific time zone. But it goes into Taurus. It'll be in Taurus all day tomorrow and all day Tuesday and then moves out and goes into Gemini um, 9.05 a.m. Eastern time Wednesday morning. But the moon will conjunct Jupiter tomorrow, uh, Tuesday, and that's asking us to stretch some more because the sun will not be that far away from square. It'll still be in a square to Jupiter. It'll be the separating square from Jupiter, but it's still moving away from Jupiter and still in aspect enough to have the moon, which is going to get involved in that little arrangement, um, on Tuesday morning. So we're stretching, we're stretching. Um, my nervous system has really been on alert from all of this. So we're, we really do need to allow ourselves that expansion. Okay. Now, remember what I said about specifics. Mars is in Virgo. Mercury's in Virgo. And Mercury has moved into its shadow just about now. And Mercury is really going to do something that, you know, it's going to go to this eight degree point when it turns direct but right now it's it's really at about uh 10 so we've we've passed mercury's shadow so mercury and mars mercury loves to be in virgo so now we're already in this shadow thing we're going to get some information about what mercury retrograde is going to be about mars and virgo is very practical and takes care of the details once every two years but what i'm finding is and this is really this is really something I'm noticing and it's very Mercury and Mars because they're they're close together kind of not not entirely they're not conjunct but they are intensely in that Virgo mode and Virgo is about the specifics the details the intense tiny details timing schedules and really really about that um, analytical, mercurial way. I don't find Gemini as analytical as, as Virgo. It can be analytical, but Virgo is very analytical. And to be analytical, you have to get way laser sharp in the details of anything and the specifics of anything. So if you're going to do true analysis work, like, okay, I have a chemistry degree, right? And when I had to do analysis work, we had to get really, really specific about the details of the experiment, right? So it's doing that. The Mercury and the Mars relationship right now and the, and the two of them in Virgo are asking us to get as specific as possible about what we need to do and to get really clear and have enormous clarity about whatever the job is on our table right now. That could be anything. That could be in your actual job, job, your regular work. That could be your experience of your household and running your household. That could be anything with, you know, your relationships with people and how you communicate in them, anything. Right now, for me, for example, it is about 
getting very specific about how I promote myself. And I'm watching myself have to get narrower and narrower and narrower, not in the way I promote myself, but in the details of what I present when I have to promote my business. And we all have to promote our business. And you would think that something flashy and splashy is more Leo, right? Because we're in Leo season. But when I see what Mercury and Mars and feel what they're doing, I really feel like I'm being asked to do something very, very tiny, specific, detailed, get laser sharp focus. And Virgo is really good at focus. And the universe loves clarity. So this is a time, as long as Mars is here in Virgo and will be for a number of weeks, and Mercury is going to stay for a while till October in its own sign, it's asking us to go deep into the focus, go deep into the information, go deep into the analysis and pick apart and see what you're doing. I don't mean pick on, I mean, because Virgo can do that, pick apart the pieces so that you can understand the nature of what you're working on, okay? Whatever that happens to be. Now, Mercury was, you know, toying with Saturn for a bit there. And I, I have to say, last Tuesday, with the Mercury opposite Saturn and the full moon and the Mars-Jupiter trine, yeah, the Mars-Jupiter trine was the nice part of it. But that other stuff, that was, I think Tuesday was a really complicated day. And, you know, people were saying, oh, that's, that's, full moon it was so beautiful in the sky and it was so incredible and it was it was <laughs> i felt that there was such energy up and down it was an aquarius so it's got that uranian flavor and yes it was beautiful but at the same time it was up and then down i and and so exhausted and then completely wired and then completely on the moon and excited and happy and then bummed out. And that Saturn Mercury did not help the bummed out feeling, okay? That just turned up the volume on a mood that was bummed out. So if you experience the zigzag roller coaster of that full moon, you're with me. We're on the same page. <laughs> and I thought it was I thought it was intense and but it was right on one of my planets, so of course but I really found that it was a zigzaggy emotional powerhouse that, um, and it was a super moon, right? So it was uh, more super than it normally would be, right? It gave us more super emotions, and that's what it was doing. And it was intense. And I, I really found that to be so uncomfortable because there was one point when I couldn't sleep, and another point when I was just all I wanted to do was go to sleep. So, yeah, that was that, that zigzaggy Aquarian energy that the moon like jolted us. So if you got a jolt of energy, I'm not surprised. So we're moving past that now. We don't have that anymore. And so that was, that was the big day of last week. And I guess there's a lot of stuff with Venus this week. And I would say, you know, there isn't one big day this week. There's a smattering of energies here and there. And so we don't need to be... Uh, concerned with too much going on in one day. But I think last Tuesday was, was in the category of too much, too much. 
The other thing that's happening is Mars in Virgo is going to make that needling aspect we had, remember the needling aspect, to Chiron in Aries, which is interesting because Chiron's in Mars' sign. And there were some astrologers I read long ago that felt that Chiron was the actual ruler of Virgo. I don't know. No one's ever... Comets generally don't rule signs, and no one's ever confirmed that. So we're just we're just sticking with the fact that Mars and Chiron are making an inconjunct on Friday. So it may be a little bit of a pinch. Just be aware of that. It's a pinch. It's going to last not a long time. So don't let it ruin your mood. But there's a possibility that there's a there's a little bit of a pinch going on, okay? So just be aware of that. Just be aware of that. And the next day, the sun will trine Chiron because they're both in fire signs. And that's good because, you know, the sun will mitigate anything that happens with Mars. So we like that. And we really don't have a lot of air in the sky, okay? We have water we have a whole lot of earth a whole lot of earth and fire but again we're lacking air and we really won't get more air until we go into libra season and we have the south node in libra but that's a point not a planet doesn't carry the same weight and that full moon in aquarius last week was the last jolt of air energy we're going to be experiencing for a little while so it's about the senses more it's about the feeling of water and the grounding of earth and feeling earth feels and the fire the action of fire and we just have to remember to think we're not going to thinking isn't going to be automatic we're always thinking but we're not going to like automatically like think about this and think too much about it we we have to maybe remind ourselves a little bit to think before we act and that's our week so I invite you to listen to the Golden Astrologer podcast on a weekly basis. You can find it where all podcasts are distributed. My website, again, is thegoldenastrologer.com. I am giving an immersion about harmonizing prosperity, and it starts Tuesday. Join me. And it is only $2.97 for five weeks. It's going to be great. It's going to be intense. We're very excited. And then if you want to know more about it, I'm writing about it on Instagram, so you can go to my Instagram, The Golden Astrologer. My website has the link to join. You go to book online at thegoldenastrologer.com. If you want to get on my mailing list, that's always good because you'll keep apprised of all this information and some astrological information as well, which will be um, going to my website, going to thegoldenastrologer.com and seeing the little pop-up and typing in your email address and you will get my, my mailing list and announcements. Thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful, beautiful week. Stay Venus-centered. Notice what you notice, especially on Wednesday when Venus squares Uranus, and then again when Venus conjuncts the sun on the 13th, next Sunday. It's a Venus-focused week, so we're focused on all those Venusian things, relationships, finances, love, all good things. And I wish you a beautiful week in gratitude and thank you for listening and I'll see you next week. Love to all.